Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the 29th episode of Tender Loving Care with your host myself Pauline and my darling Kate. Every week Kate and I break down two shows from the TLC network. The name of the network that I believe for the longest time was an acronym for Tender Loving Care and when I found out that it actually stood for the learning channel and I saw the types of shows that were on that channel my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week Kate and I will randomly select two shows to cover for the next episode by spinning the wheel of shame, which has all 113 shows and counting that we will be studying. Oh, hello, Kate. Hi. Listen, a couple of things want to go over. Yeah. Um, first, listeners, Kate told me some really exciting news, which we're not going to discuss right now, but it's very exciting that we're going to talk to you about very, very soon. So there's going to be a couple of things coming out. Kate and I have been working on little English and American socks off to kind of figure out about getting you more content, bringing you more. So watch out for our announcements. Obviously, we'll tell you on the show, but on our um, Instagram as well, because we have a lot of really, really fun stuff coming up. Um, new, um, yeah, it's, it's this, I kind of want to say it all now, but we can't, we're going to stop, Kate, before okay. we go too far, but we have a lot of fun stuff coming up, don't we? We do. I'm really excited for yeah. the potty and yep. connecting with our our listeners, and it's exactly it's, just, it's so fun. It is. And um, before we go any further, uh, to talk about our listeners, yes, we do see you guys signing up for Patreon, and we are so grateful. Thank you so so much. Um, if you haven't heard or you're listening to this for the first time, we have a Patreon that we launched in which we exclusively cover 90 Day Fiancé UK, which, guys, is unfucking believable It is pure 
outstanding 100% quality casting. There is a 78-year-old with a 26-year-old boyfriend. There is a man that doesn't know how to clean his apartment and says hello to his kettle every morning. It is unbelievable. (laughs) Guys, you have to listen to us. So it's on um it's on Patreon. It's five bucks a month. You get exclusive um exclusive content. You get some artwork from Kate, which Kate is a graphic designer and it is all 90 day themed and it is fantastic. So you'll get that when you sign up. You get the episode every single Monday. The show airs on a Sunday. We record it straight away, get it right up for you Monday so you can listen to it on the way to work. Um, and we just want to say thank you so much for signing um, up so far. We see you and you get a special personalized message from us as soon as you sign up. And it just means a lot. Thank you, Kate. Where do they find us on Patreon? On Patreon. Okay, so you can either go directly to the source, the website, patreon.com slash tender loving care pod. Mm-hmm. Or um, if you just want to find us on social media, go on Instagram, follow us on Instagram, and then click on the link tree in our bio, and it'll say Patreon and you just click on that and you're you're golden. Perfect. And our Instagram is tender loving care pod. Yes. Yes. Okay. I have it written down. I'm on it every day and still can't remember the name of it. (laughs) All right. So before we get into the shows, I think that we're kind of messed up on the number of these shows, Kate. I'm calling this number episode 29. Are we on 29 or is this our 30th show or is it the 28th show? I think this is 29. Okay. Because... Yeah, I. Are you sure? Okay, because Kate Kate was does all the uploading of the shows, and she texted me and was like, "I think we've we're like off on the count, the number count. So this may be twenty nine, maybe twenty eight, maybe thirty, but we'll stick with twenty nine for now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. All right, guys. So we have um done a little plug. We want to get straight into these shows because we've got a lot to discuss. So Kate, why don't you give us the very, very brief, uh, very, very brief synopsis of the first show that we, the Wheel of Shame picked for us last week. Yes. Okay. So listeners, PAs, the mm. first show that we will be talking about this week is called My Pregnant Husband. And this is how TLC describes the show. Miles and Ari are both transgender men. They are both married to women and they are both pregnant. Period. That's, That's it. it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Just straight to the point. I mean, you know, TLC's not one to be around the bush. They just want to give it to you straight. So, uh, okay, TLC, okay. The facts. Hey, the facts, exactly. Now, we have a lot to discuss about this show. A lot. And I'm sure you do as well. I can see you nodding. Yes. I <sighs> thought this was quality. I thought this was good. Dude, this is... This was, there were so many shocks in this because it was made in 2020. So it's a recent show, yet it was informative. It was insightful. I learned a lot from it and it was on TLC. So all of that combined was like, hang on, are we going back to the glory days when they actually did have shows you could learn stuff from? It, it's, it was it's that good. One, it's that one producer that we talked mm. about a few weeks back who like really studied and thought they'd be working in serious journalism. Oh. And then they, they ended up at TLC, but they sneak in these yeah. really good docs. They do. And this person's back. You know, that actually reminds me a lot of uh, my career. Um, you know, I've written for some really good music magazines. I've written for some good publications before. And um, recently... Kate and I discussed that I should reach out to um, 
realityblurb.com or it may be dot net. I'm not sure. (laughs) And I did that, listeners. I got to tell you this. This is a tangent, but I got to tell you this because this just reflects I am this producer. So I reached out to them to write for free, okay, to write for free a weekly roundup of 90 Day Fiancé UK every week so I could plug this potty so we could get more listeners, you know, get the community together. And they never responded to it. Get it together. Oh, my gosh. I listed my accolades. Ugh. I listed who I'd written, didn't even respond. I didn't even get an email back from realityblurb. That's the level of my writing career right now. I mean, I don't know what that says, but I'm in a deep depression this week again, but due to that. I mean, don't feel too bad. I feel like that website is run by a herd of cats or something. (gasps) Oh, it might be. (laughs) Sonia's interns. Sonia's interns. (laughs) That's where they all went. Reality blurb. I mean, but there has to be other sites though, right? Like, um, what are some of the other ones that we... (laughs) Oh, the highbrow ones that we usually yeah, go all the to. Very yeah, yeah. Well, we'll look at them. Listeners, we'll if see. any of if, if you want me to just write for your blog that's like two readers, I'll do that for free as long as I can <laughs> plug, plug the potty, because that's apparently the level I'm at right now. Anyway, back to the show. So, yes, it was so impressive because I was engaged. I was watching it. I felt things, I learned things. And they did a great job. So I was taken aback completely. Same here. I think the pacing was really nice. They kept it moving. I mean, some of you guys, some of these TLC shows we watch, it's like, they're so long, but it's all filler. It's like, Mm. and we just saw this. And then one little conversation happens. And next up on the show, we're seeing this. And it's so That's a really good point. The pacing on this was so good. It kept you in constantly because this was just a one-off that was, how long was it, Kate? Like 45 minutes or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So as it said in the very, very brief description, we met Ari and Caitlin in Seattle and we met Miles and Precious in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So they are um, two uh, Miles and Miles and Ari are trans men um, and they are married to women. And what was really, really interesting is interesting was that Miles and Precious, they, they're from in Chicago and they described as having a trans family. So it was so interesting because Miles was a trans uh, male and Precious was um, a trans female. Um, and they, first of all, they were such a good looking couple. It was kind of gross like they were so gorgeous I know they looked like they should be in a magazine no I know they looked like they should be like a home and they were like really striking people they were really gorgeous um and uh yeah so that was really interesting that we got a trans family as they described themselves Mm -hmm. and yeah they were in Chicago so what we see straight away is that Miles um, is I think um, we meet Miles when he is about six months uh, pregnant yeah. and you know he's a very s- slim tall good looking guy and he has a very noticeable bump obviously for six months mm-hmm. and I learned so much on this for example um, what was really nice is that Miles came from a very supportive family he said that he came out as a lesbian and then he came out, you know, as a trans man. And he said, I was really supported. So, so lovely to hear that. Very oh, fortunate. Oh, yeah. Even 
when he was, he said when it, uh, he started articulating this to his parents when he was five years old. And even from then, you know, whenever that was back in the eighties or whatever, they were super supportive. So that was nice. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Precious couldn't say the same. She right. said she she didn't really go into it a lot, but she said um, that her background, she had a lot of trauma in it, which was very sad. But her and Miles were like, from all intents and purposes, looked like a really, really happy couple. They were really happy about having a baby. And they said that neither of them had decided to have gender confirming surgery. So they tried to get pregnant naturally. I don't have their ages here, actually, but... um. They tried to get pregnant naturally and it wasn't really working. So I've got so many notes here and I'm very excited about this because it was a show that I learned things. It was TLC and it just made me happy that TLC actually gave us something genuinely of great content. So they 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 uh they were they both take hormones and they decided to do IVF. They had one last embryo. And Miles became pregnant. So we see this and they're, you know, six months pregnant. Um, One thing I want to go into that I learned is the term stealth. I'd never heard that before. I was so interested. I'd never heard that before. So listeners, if you're not familiar with that, Miles was talking about, because, you know, one of these, the main thing that comes up, obviously, is that, you know, if you have the large tummy with the baby, your it, it looks you know people are questioning right They'll, you'll have second looks at like why is this man looking like he's pregnant and miles said for him particularly it was very hard because he's I don't, it's not stealth mode i don't or usually i don't know how it's um how i'm going to use it correctly but is stealth meaning that no one questions his gender mm-hmm. um as some other transgenders people have found that you know they sometimes can, whether it's because they started hormones late or just for other reasons. But he says he never has that question. He never, he's never questioned. It right. was gender and identity. Uh, you can call it like you, people say like passing, like you're passing. passing. Right. I'd heard so, that. I'd never heard stealth. Stealth. Yeah. yeah. So um, that was something that was touched on that was um, interesting. And uh, then the sad thing that happens uh, is My- Miles is at a clothing store at a mall or something like that. Ooh, before that, Kate, oh. do you want to talk about, I thought you were going to talk about the OBGYN appointment. Oh, that I was skipped. Re- yeah, that was horrible. Yeah, okay, that was really I jumped. Sad. Okay, I jumped ahead. So uh, after we meet them and we hear their stories, uh, we see them go to their doctor, Dr. Barton, who was really great. Both of the doctors mm. uh, yeah, were, they? were great. Mm. Um and they had actually never had a trans patient at their office. And so she was like, we need to sort out the restroom situation and just mm-hmm. make this an inclusive space. And um, so anyways, uh, they're at the appointment and Ari or sorry, Miles and Precious find out that um, their pregnancy is at risk at this point. Mm, it, was re- it was really shocking because Miles is six months pregnant. Yeah. So very, very late into the pregnancy. And this, you know, it's it's obviously doctors can get criticized a lot of their bedside manner, but they have to be very uh, direct, obviously, when they're giving news like this. And it's, it, you know, and I, I could see how how the doctor could have been accused of being a tad cold. But doctors 
they, it, you know, if they put emotion into everyone, they tell a terminal or these terrible diagnosis, they wouldn't be able to do their job. So right. very kind of just forthright. The doctor said, you know, there is um, because there was a thinning of Miles's cervix. She said, there's a possibility that we can you can lose the baby. Yeah. I mean, it was so shocking at six months, you know, he was sat there and they just done the ultrasound. And she was like, the baby's perfect. The baby looks great. But because of this, you can go into labor very early at any time. So it was, oh, it was horrible watching someone get that news. Well, and then the producers interview the couple right outside of the room and it was just so soon after hearing that news and miles gets really emotional, obviously understandably and has to walk away from the cameras. And it was, it was tough. Yeah, Yeah. it was really tough. And then, uh, so we see that and then it kind of cuts, like Kate said, the timing was great. It was going through the pregnancy. We were seeing everything. We were learning all of this. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, then Kate, do you want to take us to something that happened that I, I this is by no means manufactured drama. So the, the, there was a setup scene of Miles and Precious going to the baby store and having a conversation, looking at clothes. Right. And then it, uh, after that kind of cuts to Miles telling the camera that he was at a clothing store and got stopped by, I think he said six or seven cops Mm -hmm. and they accused him of stealing clothes under his shirt and i think it's worth pointing out miles is a black man Mm -hmm. you know yes and that does need to be pointed out for for a very significant reason yeah right so he's more likely to get racially profiled and um they're questioning him and he this part really made me oh i know and he he says that he just started yelling please be gentle because i'm pregnant because he he just got told that he was an at-risk pregnancy and then gets stopped by all of these chicago cops and is afraid of getting roughed around you know and and the baby getting injured so um, eventually one of the women cops, uh, like lifts up his shirt and he said after that, they were all like, oh shit, sorry. Like, you know, they realized. I didn't put, who knows if there was even a sorry, Kate, to well, be fair. We're to be adding that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It so. was so, so disturbing to hear. I can't even imagine how traumatic he is carrying a child that he has been told you could lose this child very easily. And he says, I was put in handcuffs. They just handcuffed me. And he kept, oh, it's honestly, it's, and it was so sad when he was telling it because he kept putting his hand over the baby bumping, like, you just want to protect it. And I can feel, you know, even though I've never been pregnant, I can feel that, like, you can't, you put your arm over it just to, like, protect it. But they were pulled back behind his back. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was. vulnerable you would feel in that moment. And, yeah, just absolutely terrified. It was. We saw Miles kind of react to that and tell us like the story. And then Precious was there supporting him. But they they didn't linger too long on it. I thought they were going to kind of last a little bit longer on it, but they didn't. Right. No. Um, Then what did we go to the birth straight after that? 
Yeah. So it, it was kind of uh, going back and forth between the two couples. And mm. I think the next time we saw Miles and Precious was the birth. They were they were going into the hospital. I didn't watch it. As everyone knows, I cannot watch any birthing videos or anything to do with birth at all. Um, but I do know that um, I saw when Miles was in the delivery room it was really interesting because obviously um, any of my friends have been pregnant. They're like, you know, I would talk to them about how invasive it is. You know, doctors literally have their hands inside of you. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I, it makes me so, oh, yeah. it's just a lot for me. It's just a lot for me. But, and all my friends that when they're like pregnant, they're like, you're, because the contractions started, whatever, you don't care because you're just like, okay, I know this is what has to happen. This baby has to get out, just get it out, do whatever you have to do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you're completely spread and everyone sees everything. But it was very different for Miles. Miles was lying there and obviously doesn't identify with the genitalia that he, that he still has. And you see him lying there and then, you know, he's he's very much covered and he has to say to the doctor, do I need to take this off? And she's like, yeah, we need to see everything. And it was very traumatic for him. It was uh, yeah. a, a moment to really be vulnerable and the baby's coming and it, mm-hmm. it, it's a lot. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. And a lot. Um, so what happens during the birth basically is Miles really isn't. I felt so bad for Miles. Miles wasn't feeling well, like. You could tell he felt kind of nauseated and mm. stuff, but he just kept persevering through. I, can't, I don't know if I wrote down how long the labor was. I oh. want to say it was like 12 hours or something. Oh, God. Uh, or maybe even more. And, um, you know, the, the, the baby arrives and they hold the baby and it's beautiful. It is a gorgeous little girl. Yeah. So gorgeous. And then you see, um, then you do like a catch up and you see the baby when it's a couple months old. I can't remember. I don't think I wrote down the name, name of the girl. Was it for some reason the name Zane is coming? Yes, that's right. That is, is that, it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was shocked. Sure. I remembered. Yeah. And it was this gorgeous little, gorgeous little thing. It was so cute. And then what was really interesting is because Miles hasn't had, you know, gender confirming surgery. He um he was worried about feeding the child. So he says, Well, I I, you know, the child wanted to latch on straight away. So I was completely fine with that because I knew that's what my child needed. So I do chest feeding. And that was a really interesting term as well, because that's that's much more comfortable for him to, you know, use that terminology and very important for him as well, because mm-hmm. saying breasts isn't him you know it's not that's not something yeah so I thought it was really interesting so it kind of cut with just very happy family and him chest feeding the baby and yeah the cave the back cave that was cute that was cute that was cute um and that was that was them so it was I just I felt like I learned so much I feel like we met a very um beautiful family that had very very different struggles um very different backgrounds and then we had this incident that happened as well that was mm. so shocking um so I feel like god TLC you did a good job covering that shit good job. right and it I like that they didn't 
dwell on it so long because that tells me that they were respecting the amount of time that Miles wanted to talk about this. You know what I mean? Like some of these, some Mm -hmm. of these shows, you can tell they're like, and then what? And come on, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's true. true. Anyway. Um, Do you want to take us into the second couple? Yes. Okay. So another really great couple guys, Mm -hmm. Um, Ari and Caitlin. So they have been together for four years when we meet them and Ari is eight months pregnant when we meet them. I know. Yeah. So um they actually met in college. So kind of how the timeline goes uh is so so Ari was assigned female at birth. Um and then at the age of 18 came out to their parents as a lesbian and then um in college met and dated Caitlin mm-hmm. and then they ended up breaking up um which sounded like it was super devastating yeah and then um in Ari's mid 20s tran- uh he tra- transitioned mm-hmm. and then reunited with Caitlin so this was 8 years after their breakup they reunited and they've been together ever since i think and it's been yeah like i said about 4 years so that really cute was, story it was so cute but i'm so annoyed we didn't get more info yeah there's a, a lot of my notes at the end of this are like questions which we'll talk about when we get to the end and we're rating it but like i want to know how they got back 8 years is a long time kate to not see someone right. and then of course ari going through a transition and then them getting back together and by the way they broke up and, and ari said that caitlin broke his heart like yeah. completely broke his heart so then they got back together. It was just like so romantic. It was like they were just meant to be forever. It was like a very, 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 very cool, um, a cool story. And Ari had had top surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they decided to have a um a baby, it was, I mean, Ari was very fortunate that they decided to, so they picked a friend, essentially, someone that they knew, um, and had that man um ejaculate and then inseminated themselves in the house like straight away literally on the bathroom floor he said and he got pregnant straight away right away first time the first time and he I, said he said that's the first time i had sperm inside me yeah, and i got yeah. pregnant what? how amazing is that and i didn't write down i caitlin is 37 but i don't know ari's age but ari must be like around the same age Right. Well, yeah. College so together. College, so, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I know. And it was like, yep. holy shit, you're lucky. That's amazing. And it was a friend that they really loved. They said they didn't go into much detail about him. But um, what was interesting as well is that we find out like early on at this point that Caitlin was trying to get pregnant as well, naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think they must, but it was, see, I felt sorry for her because she wasn't, she was, she wasn't getting pregnant. And, you know, that's that's always hard for anyone that's trying to get pregnant. But um, I don't know if then they were planning if they just completely stopped when Ari got pregnant. Because well, at the end, they talk about this. Mm, they do. So, mm. yeah, I, th- I, I imagine maybe they were both trying. It was just that's, like wh- yeah, whoever, whoever it happens to first. And there we yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what I found was really interesting at the very beginning, before we even go to the doctor, is that Ari says, you know, he identifies as queer 
or gay, he says. And he says it's confused. Now, I've written down gay. Maybe that's incorrect because he's not gay. He's a straight man. But that's interesting. I wrote down gay. I wrote down queer slash gay because I was really interested with his wording because he says maybe he was saying he had he had identified as as gay before when he was with Caitlin. Um, Yeah, maybe that's what it was. But he says, you know, identifying as queer, it was extremely confusing for Ari to say um, husband. Why have I got that? Hang on. Have I got this written down incorrectly? I remember this scene that yeah. you're talking about. It was because I our, thought it, it was, was really interesting, but I, I feel like I've written it down incorrectly. I think Ari's I think husband. what they were saying. So this was a like straight to the camera sort of like in the moment mm-hmm. interview. Ari and Caitlin they're talking about their relationship and how um, at this point. I think what they're saying is like at this point, they don't necessarily say to people like, yeah, we're in we're, it's a queer relationship because Ari isn't oh, out as trans it. to a lot that's of people. That's what it was. That's what it was. That's right. It's a queer relationship. So then why would they say husband and wife? It's yeah, it's like yeah. I'm bisexual. So if I'm with a guy, it's like, yeah, it's a queer relationship. But like it doesn't appear that way to people. Okay, that's what it was. I just wrote it down in the wrong way. Okay, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because I was like, that's I'd never thought about either. Because they were saying, you know, we when people look at us, it's a man and it's a woman that mm-hmm. are probably in a straight relationship. Mm-hmm. But Caitlin was, you know, identified as gay for so long. Right. And now she's like, I'm saying my husband. That's what it was that she's like, so that's really odd as well. You know, it's, so I guess they just don't use those terms at all. Right. Um, and then when they go to the doctor, they really like this doctor as well was amazing. The doctor says we really wanted to, we were concerned for Ari to make sure it was a quote, discrimination free experience. I mean, how refreshing was that to hear from a doctor? It was really nice. I mean, sometimes doctors are weird and they say things to you that are, I don't know. I've had mm-hmm. some kind of strange things said, even just as like a cis woman, but mm-hmm. um yeah, it was really nice. The doctor, the doctors just seemed modern and smart and nice yeah. and great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I've got, okay, so we learned that Caitlin was trying to get pregnant. Oh, and then this was really interesting. So, and I would love to know the backstory of TLC in this, because obviously, you know, when you're filming something, they need to have a little bit of drama or they need to have a little bit of something, right? A storyline. So then we get told that Ari and Caitlin have bought this house in Seattle. By the way, I loved it. It was raining the whole time. Oh, it was so dreamy to watch that. It was amazing. Um, They bought this house in Seattle and they said, we have these neighbors. And I think it was maybe like four months they'd been there. It wasn't a long time. Mm -hmm. And they said, "Um, we want to, they don't know that Ari is a trans male. So we have to tell them that and tell them that he's pregnant to ensure that our child won't be brought up around, you know, I guess, bigoted people. But I was like, well, I mean, I didn't know how to take that. I was like, is that just TLC giving you that line? Because it was a really weird line to say, like, okay, get it. I don't know. Are you hanging out with these people all the time? Because they didn't really seem like they're really good friends. It was kind of unclear how Mm. close they were with these people like it seems like maybe they had like had a couple barbecues together or something like that yeah 
Like yeah. they, they were friendly, but they weren't super duper close or anything. It mm. didn't seem like the first time they met, you know? So, um, yeah. yeah, it was so interesting. Then, so then TLC was obviously like, all right, get your jackets on. We're going next door. <laughs> yeah. Breaks the news. Come on, come on, push, push. So they had a huge, obviously, this is a massive amount of information to give someone, but it was so awkwardly shot, right? So they go and they knock on the door and the neighbor, neighbors are called Jill and Brendan. And Jill and Brendan, like, open the door, welcome them in. And they just stand in the foyer. Mm-hmm. And it was really odd. The four of them had just stood there, not even like, oh, come and sit down on the sofa, which they do later in the scene. But they just stood there. You know what? I didn't notice that when I was watching it. But now that you say that, that is very strange that they didn't sit down and offer them a, a beverage or something. It was so weird. It was so strange. So <laughs> they just all stood there like, hi, how are you? I'm good. I don't think, I think they barely knew each other, really. Mm. And it was like, so how are you? Oh, I'm good, good. And then Caitlin goes straight into, we've got something to tell you that's not usual, da, 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 and then tells Jill and Brandon uh, Brendan, who were very, very cool and not didn't seem to be bigoted in any way, obviously surprised. But then they sat down and then they had a chit chat about everything. Um, but it was just for me, the weirdest thing was just them all stood in that foyer. It was so awkward. It was. It was. Yeah. And then uh, it was kind of funny because they were uh, the the wife, the neighbor wife, she was like, Oh, so when are you due? And they're like, a week. I know. <laughs> they're it's like, oh, like, shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, we get to um, the uh, Ari was 10 days overdue. Yeah. So they had to get um, induced. Now, this is obviously where I fast forwarded because I can't watch anyone giving birth. So I was about to fast forward and I stopped to see if, if I could watch again. And I just heard this, Kate, quote, 30 hours into labor, Ari's epidural wore off. Yeah. I. This was tough. This is a long labor, y'all. Kate, Kate, I just, you know, just knocked me out at that point. Knock. I don't under, I have said this before in a previous episode when we were dealing with some, some babies, whatever. How are women still in pain giving birth how why are we still in pain giving birth there is there is no comprehension i cannot understand for the life of me why there is not a simple simple pill injection something where you can give give birth naturally without having by the way an epidural is a fucking long needle in your spine. Let's mm-hmm. not forget that, okay? Mm-hmm. So how have they not figured out something that isn't a needle in your spine, which, by the way, if done incorrectly, can paralyze you, which has happened to women, Um, which is, I can't even, when I first found out what an epidural was and that it can paralyze you, I well, that just sent me somewhere else as well. But, you know, all of this is a lot of worry for me. For someone that has not had, had a baby, it's a lot of worry for me. Um... I just don't understand why someone needs to be in 30 hours of labor screaming in agony. Why if why is medical why is medical science not figured <laughs> something out? I don't get it, Kate. I, and I just, can't handle it. 
handle it. I can't handle it. I wish it was easier for people <laughs> to give birth. It's so, and then they're like, oh, and then it's a beautiful moment, and then time passes, and you forget how dramatically yeah. painful it was, and so you yeah. do it again. But um, yeah. So so like Pauline said, uh, <laughs> God, Ari's pushing. Much. There, has an epidural which i would absolutely get if i ever gave birth um definitely getting an epidural my mom uh there's three of us she had all of us without an ep- without an epidural and i'm yeah, like my, my friend monica did as well i was like you did it all natural she's like yeah i just did breathing and ox Ooh. and gas and i was like but was that conscious and she's like well i just got through it like, well and then sometimes it's too late. It's too late. And yeah. do I know the science? No. Okay. Is my mom a nurse for 25 years and she was an OB nurse for many years? Yes. Still mm. don't know that. I don't know the science, but at a certain point, it's like no more, no longer can you have oh, the epidural. Anyway, so 30 hours later, it wore off. He's still mm. in labor, in pain. And at this point, the doctor says, okay, three pushes, three oh, more God. pushes, or we're going to have to give you an emergency C section. And Ari says, no way. I'll keep pushing. No way. I don't want to. And so he keeps pushing. And soon after that, here comes the baby. Oh, God. I feel weak. I feel weak just thinking about pushing out your body. Paulina's fanning herself. It's honestly like I would rather swim with sharks and give birth. I think it is just. I, I don't. I. I can't. It's sending me. It sends me somewhere. I'm terrified. I, I always I, have been. I feel that on some scale too. I think people feel that it's it, it's it's scary. It's it's so yeah. But people still do it thousands of times a day. But I have such an innate fear. Like I want to vomit thinking about it. It's like look. I love every single animal on this planet, but rats and mice are the ones that I'm scared of. Let's just say that scared of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but they should all be respected and not, not tested on and they should live happy lives, but I'm scared of them. Let's just say that. And when I see them, I get so scared that I get nauseous and I want to vomit. Like that's how scared I get. And that's how I am. That's how I am about giving birth. I don't understand it. I, I'm terrified of it. And um, yeah, that's that. So they had a baby. <laughs> Oh, and after this baby was born, this did you see the moment of ho- them holding the baby oh, no, and no, crying? Okay. Case because the babies will come out. There's like blood and stuff. I can't look at all that. It makes me oh, sick. they clean. They clean the can't. baby after. So it, I cried at this point because it was just so beautiful. How happy they all were, and mm. and the baby just just hugging on to Ari and Caitlin was hugging them both. And it it was so, so, so beautiful. Um, And then we also get a follow-up with them. And uh, this is three months, three months later. I think the baby, yeah. And the baby's gorgeous little thing as well. Yes. So they are not gendering their baby. Uh, The baby's using they them pronouns they didn't want to reveal the baby's name so that they were keeping that private yeah that would make sense like a privacy thing yeah for sure so um they said that when people ask oh is it a boy or a girl they say well we don't know yet we'll find out and so and they would that was that and then they were doing this feeding which i'd never seen before um 
maybe I had actually, you know, I'd associate it with women that had had uh, mastectomies. That's what it was. Um, it's called SNS feeding. And so Caitlin was feeding the child, mm-hmm. but had, uh, because Ari had had um, top surgery, Caitlin was able to breastfeed, but through, it was like tubes that were attached to formula in a bottle that was then around her nipple. So the baby would be attached to the nipple, but, you know, having it kind of through a tube in a sense. And I'd seen that with women that have breast cancer and have had mastectomies mm-hmm. and they're still able to have the enjoyment of, of breastfeeding. So that was interesting to see. So a lot of info guys. Yes. A lot of info, but I'm going to say my last note on it, Kate, before we go into pounds of learning was just Follow up, please. How has there not been a follow up on this? Maybe they don't. I mean, they seem I don't know, kind of I'd private love... almost. Oh, not just them. I mean, like um, Miles and Precious as well. Like, I want to know more oh, of their journey, right. you know, after having the baby. And there wasn't a se- even a second episode of this, is there? I don't this think was so. the only one. It was a one and done. Did you go on their social media? I forgot to look at their. I didn't. Maybe Miles and Precious have social media. We could kind of like see how everything's going. Maybe, I'm sure it's yeah. going great. Oh, mm-hmm. and the other thing with Ari and Caitlin that they were talking about at the end of their segment is that they want four <laughs> children. Oh, and my God. They want to take turns having the children. Oh, yeah. I do remember them saying that. And Caitlin was like, I need to get a better job. I was like, yeah, four kids. Four kids in this economy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I would just love, I don't understand. There was two things with this. One, I I would love, the pace was good, but I would love a follow-up or I would love, you know, two other couples. I would like, you know, I just thought it was so interesting. I thought it was, it was filmed very well. I think we saw a lot of aspects to it um that were really interesting I really really liked that um but yeah it was 2020 and there's never been another another show that I can see so I wanted to follow up also I want to know what you thought about the title of the show my pregnant husband classic TLC yeah and I wonder how I would love to have known how they felt about it each of the the couples the individuals I'd love to know whether they what they thought of it because you say classic TLC because TLC always has that like tongue-in-cheek wink to camera and and this was not a subject matter that should have that kind of tone with it so I I don't know how I felt about it I was like it's definitely TLC but I mean it it's accurate I mean they have pregnant husbands but it's just like TLC always it's you know what it's reminds me of is on YouTube clickbait like clickbait. exactly that's exactly. what it is exactly clickbait. they're they're giving these shows titles where you're like what the what is what's going on over here and you click on yeah. it and yeah. so um i f- actually i wanted to tell you that what did you see what automatically started playing right after this no no i was cooking and it i didn't know where the remote was and it just kept playing body parts came on oh shit yeah, that's one that we mentioned, guys. It's on the wheel of shame. And I was like, it's just fucking called body parts. It's oh, just body main. What? It is very interesting and probably different than what you're thinking. Good. 
Okay. Yeah. I, I wanted to keep watching it, but we were going to record and I was like, oh my God. And plus, you know, we haven't saved it. The wheel of shame has not given it to me yet. So um anyway anyway so yeah okay that's good to know Kate how many pounds of learning did you give this okay uh so um if y'all don't know we rate each show on a scale of zero to 600 pounds of learning um this is derived from my 600 pound life uh just just a nice high figure 600 like we can get really Mm. specific if we want Mm. to so um for this I give this five seventy five. Okay. I, I, I thought it was did, so good. It was great. I did five fifty, and I wanted more. We left, and they left us wanting more. So hopefully, TLC will pick this up and actually do something with it again. It would be really nice. Um, I mean, when you look at the fact that we have ten seasons of the next show we're going to discuss, it's like, can you guys maybe cover? more important stories than please than this seriously um all right before we get into this we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back Hello everyone, I am popping in very quickly just to remind you of our new schedule. So first things first, we obviously have our Patreon. You can find the links to that in our link tree on our Instagram, Tender Loving Care Pod. It's $5 a month and every Monday you get an exclusive recording of Kate and I reviewing 90 Day Fiance UK. Then also on Monday on our original feed, we have a review of 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After, as well as on Tuesday you get our regular release that's all for now back to the show okay we are back with our second show which was four weddings four brides agree to be guests at each other's weddings to decide which is best these brides score each other's big day for a chance to win a fabulous honeymoon vacation prize that's what's going on the reel that one um so that's kind of what the show's about. Uh, yeah, it has 10 seasons, as Kate said, 10 fucking seasons of this. I'm going to say what was positive about it. Okay. I'm trying to turn, turn over a new leaf here, Kate. Yeah. Okay, love it. Kate and I decided I'll watch a couple from the first season. Kate was going to watch a couple from the most recent 10th season. Um. I'm going to say that I loved that it was a classic early 2000s concept of a show. And this first season that I watched, we had chunky knit shrugs. We had thick plastic belts. We had chunky highlights. So that I I really appreciated watching. That was great. Oh, we love a chunky highlight at Mm. Tender Loving Care Pod. Love the early 2000s aesthetic. Just in general, awful. yeah. Just awful. It's great. So um, and the whole, so the whole um, premise of this, luckily, Kate kind of said last week when she previewed it, luckily it was not just brides going for dresses. Yeah, that's like bottom of the barrel wedding content. Oh, yeah. yeah, we've seen enough of that. So it was um, each episode you had four brides and then um, you went through their weddings and the other, three i was hoping fingers crossed was like be judgmental be bitchy come on come on i didn't get a lot of bitchiness in my two episodes there are a couple but not a lot unfortunately that's my main complaint about this show this show again casting 
this would be so much better Mm -hmm. if it was like, um, I know you don't watch drag race, but like Mm -hmm. they just get like so shady, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and it's so entertaining. And I wanted a dose of that. Like I wanted to sprinkle like actually like a hefty pour. Oh, shady, shady bitches. Like I wanted them to be like, Oh, those centerpieces, you know, and they, they just, they were, they were all kind of scared to They're say all kind anything. of nice. I mean, to be fair, the level of bitchiness I would like is Ramona on the Brooklyn Bridge <laughs> to Bethany. That's the level I would like. And guys, if you don't know that reference, go and go onto YouTube and look at Ramona speaking to Bethany Frankel on the Brooklyn Bridge, <laughs> Real Housewives of New York, because you have never seen anyone be more mean to someone in their entire life than what Ramona said to Bethany Frankel on that day. Without a hint of acting or irony, oh, no. just straight, out. straight mean. Just oh. brutal. I mean, That's if, we, if, I Ramona, if Ramona Singer oh, was on this show, dream. it'd be dream. so good. See, and then people come at me for saying, Ramona, why do you want Ramona back on the legacy show of Real, we're going into Real Housewives right now, Real Housewives of New York? <laughs> because that's the kind of content she delivers, Kate. That's why we need Ramona. Okay? So I, I don't want to hear it from anyone anymore. That's what, Ramona needs to be on the legacy. And if she's not, I'm going to be upset. Even though she's now a real estate agent and very, very busy. <laughs> I want turtle time and I want her insulting people to the point that they're miserable. That's <laughs> what I want. I saw someone someone online today was like, yeah, Ramona, they're like, notice the fact that Ramona is such a legacy housewife, but she's being completely silent about possibly not getting invited back. And then you have Lisa Rinna, <laughs> who is like, she's so over the top about it online. She needs to, guys. This is for another show. I know. All right. Kate yeah. And I have a lot to yeah. say. Yeah. Um. So anyway, essentially, we wanted them to be like Real Housewives, and they Basically. were not. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes. I had so every episode they thought they were very cute by doing four weddings and a something. So the one I watched in episode one was four weddings and a racetrack. So the four brides. I mean, the point to know is like what they do is that I really enjoy is they give the budget and how many guests are coming. Like I like seeing that. Yes. And this varied, right? And there was, and it was all that early 2000 shots as well. Like, oh, it was so good the way it was filmed. I liked it. Um, they, there was one that was a Greek Orthodox wedding, right? Her name was Demetra. And this, they were all in New York area because they have to kind of location wise be all in the same area. And she was from Queens. They had 300 people coming to this wedding, 300, and they spent 70 grand on it. Oh, it's just like, and that was, that was, you know, 22 years ago. What is this, 2000 or is this 2010? Did I say, what was this? I, yeah, like, I was. Yeah, I was that's 22 say, years ago. I was about to say, oh, that's a down payment on a house because housing is so expensive now. But back then, that's practically an entire house. It was, uh, it really was like, holy shit. So the grand prize is that they win like, you know, this fabulous vacation. What I loved that was so early 2000s, it was that when they talk about it, it was just the stock footage of a plane with the New Zealand airlines, like going across the screen and it's all grainy. I was like, oh, I love the you know, game shows. Where yes. they used to be like, you could win. And it was like that. I loved yeah. it. I loved it. Um, so the only stuff, of, I mean, this one woman that was 40 that was getting married to this guy called Rob, she decided to have a Belmont racetrack 
And it was so bizarre. She wanted a small wedding, which was great. Um, it was 140 people for 35 grand. And she said she doesn't even like horses. Neither of them did, but they thought it would be a good location. Mm. And it was a very, very small ceremony. And the judge, they had a judge coming, the officiant, and they were two hours late. So all of these people were stood in the, and it was really freezy, windy day. And they were all like shivering. Anyway, so they had this small ceremony and the wind was so loud that no one could hear their vows, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> and then they go in for the reception, but it's it's in the race. Oh, talk about Bethany Frankel. She, I mean, right. It's all, it's all here. She, um, they go into this room and they have like a buffet, but... They also have screens everywhere because it's like a private room that you would go to view the racing. So they're having this reception and people are going up and gambling. It was really odd. And their party favor was a $2 bet for everyone. (sighs) So then the the groom gets up to like make his speech and people are going up being like, yeah, I'll have uh, 50 bucks on the fifth line. It was really weird. It was a really odd wedding. I get so judgmental watching people's weddings. Mm, Absolutely. Something I have over and over in my notes for this show is, wow, no one has any good taste. Where's the taste? Where's the glamour? Or originality. Can I tell you one thing? And I know I've gone on about this before. Every, I reviewed two shows, right? So it's a total of eight people. Seven, seven of the women had the exact same cut dress the strapless corset with the heart shaped here the same um train going out every and these women some of them were bigger some of them were smaller and it looked terrible on all of them all of them had the exact same look as a wedding dress and the uh, the woman that didn't which was this unbelievable wedding was a um a hindu wedding so she had this sari that was like you couldn't even i can't even describe how gorgeous it was and it was 12 hour long wedding which was insane <laughs> um but and it was all vegetarian of course which i really liked but anyway so she was the only one that wore anything different all these women had the same dress and they were like oh that dress is beautiful i was like it's strapless it's got that corset, it's got the same top, and it and you're just pulling it up all night because none of these fit. It was terrible. I, I swear to God, if you got married between like 2000 and 2012 or 13, you had a sweetheart cut strapless wedding dress, probably oh, with so rhinestones, boring. and you so probably boring. went fake tanning. Yeah, it's like Oh yeah, so I know exactly. I know exactly the dress you're you're describing. Oh jeez. Um. So that was one thing I noticed. I mean, you kind of. Th- I'm trying to kind of point out any kind of points that were like really interesting. One of them had a chocolate fountain at the wedding, which is disgusting. And someone actually said they're like, "That's disgusting." Uh-huh. <laughs> and then people going over like sniffing and coughing and like scooping oh. food into a chocolate. Oh, I mean, in a post-COVID world too, it's like, ooh, the it germs. Makes me, it makes me so ill. Um, the Greek Orthodox wedding was really interesting to see. That went on the wedding ceremony it was an hour and a half for the Greek Orthodox. It was oh. unbelievable. Um. So oh no, I don't really know what to say. I mean, I could go through them one by one, but I've kind of said everything. Who, they well, all... I mean, who had the best one? Like, what was the theme? The one that the the one that won was the uh, Greek wedding. 
But that's because they spent 70 grand on the wedding. Of course, it's going to be the best because they get judged on like dress, food, entertainment or something. Of course, a $70,000 wedding is going to win. Right. Um, And Demetra and John were like, well, we have no money to go on vacations. Our honeymoons. I'm so glad we won that. And I was like, yeah, because you spent 70 grand on the wedding. Um, You know what I appreciated seeing a lot in this as well? Not only did we get the chunky, chunky knit trucks, Remember shrugs? Oh, yeah. Thick plastic belts, as I've already said. Digital cameras. I oh. was so excited to see them. Everyone pulling that. It was around the wrist, yep. you know, and then pulling it out to do the cap. Oh, it was, and, there, it was, and each and every one of them is going to upload an album to Facebook that Facebook, night yeah. or the next My day. Space. My, My space. space. And it's going to have 85 photos in the album. And right. Maybe really happy. Yeah, really happy to see that, Kate. <laughs> I loved seeing that. I loved. Oh, so it. you got the throwback. So you got the oh, throwback. I did. What did you get? Anything interesting? Um, let's see. So, okay, guys. So I I watched episode one of season ten. Um, four weddings and a Texas showdown. It was fitting because uh, I live in Texas. Yeah, that's true. Um, so these weddings were happening. Uh, I think more like outside of the Dallas area, so like three hours north of me. But uh, yeah, it was Texas. So um, there's one girl and her theme is, are you ready? Beer, beer, theme is beer because they met at a brewery. Oh, so cool. So her name was Ambry. She was like the messy, like lush of the group. You know, she she flew by the seat of her pants. She's like, I don't really know. Like, we're just not really planning that much. And then. Um, we're gonna get couples tattoos and oh um she she had a really laid back casual wedding. I mean, honestly, it looked like this is a very specific image, but it looked like it was in the middle, you know, like small hometown small malls. And Ooh. there's and the and the middle of it, it's like there's like weird fake trees and it's kind of dark and that sounds horrendous that sounds that's, awful that's what the venue looked like to me it was so oh. yeah it was not it was not cute dark. um and the the standout with her the so her dad marries them and this is something that i wrote down that he said verbatim i bet you never thought your dad would tell you to be a passionate lover did you well i am it's in the bible <laughs> Was he having sex with his daughter? <sighs> Un- unclear. <laughs> unclear, but most likely. I think that's that should be the result. Unclear, most likely. <laughs> Excuse me, don't say shit like that, you fucking moron. What's this wrong is, with you? This is at the altar after the vows in front of everyone. He says that like it's a funny, funny joke. And I'm like It's because he wants to have sex with his daughter. I'm just gonna say it. That's so, what's going it's on. So awkward. And they're always like, ha, 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 the Bible yeah. wants us to fuck heterosexually. Yeah. Um, so then uh, there's another woman, Kathy, rustic Texas chic. Oh, no. Shabby chic. No, Shabby chic, shiplap, blah, 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 blah. Um, 10K budget. So she's like, well, mine's different because mm-hmm. we're having wine instead of beer. And I'm like, oh, the class, the elegance love to have tasted that wine can you imagine what it was pretty it was pretty toilet wine it's probably toilet yeah <laughs> just or trader joe's two buck chuck let's just get a ton of that in 
which I will point out, I am currently drinking. That's so moving on, moving on. um, And the food. Oh, the food was so bad in in three of the four of these. So their food, it was like serve yourself um, fajitas, beans and rice. And the the meat was like so dry and it was just like, ugh. and then they're playing cornhole. Do you know cornhole, Paul? I love cornhole. I have a cornhole thing because I think it's so American and cute. Yeah. Okay. But maybe not at a wedding. (laughs) So they're playing cornhole outside the wedding. No. And I'm like, unacceptable okay, behavior. Unacceptable not, behavior. This is not chic. C'est la vie. C'est bon. C'est bon. Mm. So then um, the, 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 the other one, the third one I'll mention just briefly because it was boring. Um, dry wedding. Enough said. <gasps> dry wedding. No. Unacceptable. You guys know again. me and Pauline. We are booze announced. We were like, no behavior. So the friends had flasks, and they were like, "One thing I would change if I came to this." The the um lush girl. She was like, "One thing I would change if I came to this wedding. I'd bring a bigger purse so I could bring more flasks." Yeah, <laughs> I don't. You know that reminds me. Okay, first of all, that's a terrible. It's just such a terrible idea. It reminds me of a wedding. And I have, I've been thinking of bringing this up like on several um, shows that we've done about weddings, but this actually just sparked this memory again at me. So when I came to LA, maybe this was about, I don't know, 10 years ago or something, longer than that. But I was working um, at a restaurant in Beverly Hills, and it was a restaurant that did macrobiotic food. So very, very healthy. Um, there was a macro which was kind of popularized by Gwyneth Paltrow. And it was her chef that actually created all of our menu and a guy named Lee, he was really nice. Anyway, we had, it was expensive, um, you know, and it was mix of a lot of, um, it's a Japanese kind of theory of eating and a lot of um, like sea vegetables and um, vegan, um, vegan uh, foods. Anyway, all very healthy and delicious. But we sometimes would ask to do some catering, right? And there was a wedding that was on New Year's Eve. Oh, okay. Yes, it was New Year's Eve. And they, the restaurant wanted us to cater at. They, this couple wanted us to cater at. And we were going to get out early enough that we could have a New Year's Eve party. So me and my mate were like, let's do it. We'll volunteer because it was getting quite well paid. So it was out in Malibu which everything out there is super expensive. So it was a beautiful kind of area. Mm-hmm. We found out not only was this a dry wedding, okay? These two were big triath- triathletes. Oh, here we they go. They finished the wedding at oh. like 10 o'clock because they were getting up the next day on New Year's Day to go and run a triathlon. I want to get. We're recording. I, I'm holding. I'm, a, I'm attached to my recording equipment. I want to get up and storm off right now. I, we, I, I, I we were in shock in this wedding. The bride came in. She just looked like uh, uh, guests were miserable. Imagine it's New Year's Eve and your friends like that's when I'm getting married. Oh shit. Okay. Well, at least we can party it. Well, no, there's no drink. Everything's finished at ten thirty, um, and we're running a marathon tomorrow. Have you? ever heard anything more it was the most all we were just taking the piss out of the entire wedding the entire time we were there and we brought alcohol we were drinking ourselves because we couldn't even we couldn't even bear it 
it's it that wedding has always stuck with me at being probably the worst wedding that's ever existed it was terrible that is so disturbing I hope they lost friends that night can you I just (laughs) I would be so angry at the bride and groom I'd give a speech and I'd tell them exactly what I thought of them for wasting my new year's eve so bad Kate so bad oh my god God, I mean, I was already upset when you said New Year's Eve wedding. Yes, because it's sure. like these these holiday weddings. It's like okay, don't do it. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm coming here for New Year's dry, and the food is all. I mean, I'm sure it was delicious, but like it was. You don't but... even, if you don't have booze, you at least want like something like kind of greasy or something. You know, it was very, 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 very healthy food, and <laughs> um, they were getting up to do do you know there wasn't even dancing I remember this as well they had a little bit of music and there was like no it was the most miserable wedding and it cost a fortune our catering cost a fortune and it was in Malibu on New Year's Eve is that couple still together do you think who no they're probably actually running a triathlon right now they're running they're just doing it right now yeah and when they when they have sex it's not for pleasure it's like dipping in to do the deed oh my gosh it was so bad Okay, um, so, so that was the dry wedding. The wedding that, was, just to wrap yeah. this up, the wedding yeah. that won um, was Amanda. A name I love. It's my sister's name. So the theme was Fiesta Forever, 130 guests, 30K budget. She was a horse girl. So at mm-hmm. first I was like, will this be a cool wedding? I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And then um, turns out really chic, really chic. Oh. So, so, and I was judging it at first, you guys, because I, I'm watching this show. I'm just like ready to be snarky, right? So they're in a clearing in a forest mm-hmm. in these folding chairs, and there's not really that much like decoration, you know. I was like, oh, this is so boring. Like, where's the decor? But it was actually pretty beautiful. And then they go up to the venue, and mm-hmm. it is this like massive building. It looks like, um like a modern art museum or something like oh. that. And it just, it had these extremely high ceilings with like floor to ceiling windows. So you, could, wow. you felt like you were in nature. It's like a forest around them. Oh. And the decor like was just, you know, it was just like green, you know, just like plants and like mm-hmm. kind of, book, it was like botanical. Mm, very nice the food was so this is funny the one girl she's like well i had tex mix this is more authentic and it was like gorgeous amazing authentic mexican food and then it was like a poppin party they had pinatas they had glow sticks they had a great dj okay and they got to go to fiji on their honeymoon good good for that that was that well, a couple of things. I just remember looking at my notes. So I wanted to point out, I did watch another episode. And once again, okay, we have to, we're doing a lot of housewife reference here. So this, the first one was all Brooklyn, New York, Tri-State area. Then you go to South Florida. <clears throat> go on. And two of the, I think it was like two of the, Half of them, half the weddings were at country clubs. And I just constantly expected to see an alligator like walk past the green because they were all outside in these country clubs and these golf courses. And in Florida, you know, these viral videos of the alligators walking across the lot. I was like waiting to see that half the time. Didn't see that. But one woman who was at a country club, first of all, put this on the invite. 
don't wear don't wear black basically because it's not a funeral even though my husband may think so just like all right you need to go away um the wedding officiant got the wrong time she thought it was at seven o'clock and it was at 4 (gasps) 30 so one of the bridesmaids had to come was like hey i'm actually ordained i can do it so she did it (laughs) then on top of that this woman, her name was Natalie, she had decided that this was going to be 1950s Hollywood glam, right? Um, the golden era of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Did she but nail it? Lit- <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, Kate? It's South Florida, dude. Probably like flapper dresses. No. You know what? This it is so bizarre. She kept going on, this is my thing, this is my thing. They went up, they had this tacky red carpet going into the venue, right? Her dress was just one, the exact same dress as everybody else. There was no theme at all for old Hollywood, except someone comes stumbling into the reception, and it's a Marilyn Monroe impersonator who ended up getting drunk, right? And she comes over to the table of the other women that were judging, and she's like, what's that on your plate? Can I eat it? And she picks up like a half-eaten mozzarella stick and starts eating it, and it falls down into her tits. That was great. Icon. That's That was great. That was great. But that was the whole thing for 50s glass. It was really bad. Anyway, and then the other thing I want to, the people that won was uh, a woman named Karen and Ty, and Ty had a daughter already from a previous relationship, and um, they did this whole ceremony where they included the daughter. It was very, very sweet. And it was very small, 75 people, 13 grand. And they did it so quickly because they were literally jumping on a cruise. Like they were going on a mini cruise. So they had it by the water. Um, but they did everything very, very successfully. Don't ask me why, but I wanted to look them up because basically I was convinced everyone's got to be divorced from this, right? right. Karen and Ty are still going strong because I found an article about them. They own an extremely successful high-end Italian restaurant in South Carolina called Savvy now. Apparently they were when they, yeah, they didn't mention anything about the show, but they said, you know, they used to be in the corporate world and then decided to move to South Carolina. They opened this Italian restaurant, which, by the way, I Googled it. It is so nice. I mean, main plates are like 45 to 50 bucks a plate. Like it's really genuinely good Italian food. Um, and yeah, they just, this article was all about their restaurant and them. I was like, well, they won the show and they won at life, apparently. I do declare. I do declare. Um, so that's it. So what would you give the pounds of learning on this, Kate? Ten. I gave 25 just because I learned that. I have a a question for you Mm. really quick. Uh, how how much money do you think you could throw a really chic, it doesn't have to be huge, but like a chic, nice wedding for? Like what budget do you think you would need? Well, it depends where you are in life, right? What can you afford? I mean- I mean, like, I I'm, I'm asking like, what is the least amount you think you could do it for? You think of, uh, let's say you were going to do it in someone's garden at someone's house, right? Let's say you didn't need to pay for a venue because the venue is most is part of the big expense. And then the food is huge. Food's huge. But if you don't have a lot of people, like if you keep it to literally like a very small, if you kept it to under 50 people. Yep. Uh, which I think is very elegant. Same. 
decor i feel like decor you can really you can get cheap stuff and make it look really nice i think 25 if, if, if you're crafty enough 25 thousand yeah i was thinking around the same i was like yeah. i think with i think with 30k i could like put on a really nice party you'd be yeah small but then, party yeah small i mean if you start to these floral arrangements are like 10 grand i mean it is just so I ridiculous it's just like yeah, it's the same. But okay, uh, anyway, anyway, Kate and I don't. Kate and I don't need to have that no, problem. No, that's just an abstract thought we're having um, about you know just yeah, just, just getting you know, married. Not maybe, us. Not us. But that's okay. okay. Um, so yeah, we gave a Kate pounds of learning. So we're done. We're done. Yep. Now everyone, take a breath, stretch, get cozy, comfy, because we are heading over. We're going to do a little glide, do a little dance over to the Wheel of Shame. We're still asking for somebody to write us a jingle for the Wheel of Shame, by the way. Anyone, anyone with any skill set, just write us a jingle. Yes. Kate, what would you like this week for the Wheel of Shame? I Honestly, after seeing that play, I want body parts. I want body parts. Body Parts. That just reminds me of the song Body Parts by um, Love, Fame, Tragedy. If you don't know it, listen to it. They're a great band. Okay. um, You want Body Parts. I could do with... I want drama, drama, drama. There wasn't any drama in these two shows. I want drama, drama, drama. That might be 90 Day. To be honest, it might be a 90 Day. I'm just going to say it. Okay. Okay. All right. We're going to get ready, guys. Three, two, one. Spin. Spinning the Wheel of Shame. Something good. Come on, come on now. I'm not I'm gonna look up and then I'll look down. And it's finished spinning. What did we get? Yes! Oh! Woo, woo, woo. Yes, 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 yes. My teen is pregnant and so am I. Yes, I've been looking forward to this one. Just because I'm hoping there's a lot of drama in it. Yeah, I want I want I know he's pregnant. Oh god, it is dynamic. Yes. I, I hope there's arguments. I hope there's you know, yeah, I hope I hope it's not depressing. Oh, I don't want depressing, but I hope there's just drama in it. My teen is pregnant and so am I. Kate, you want to do a little checky check, check, check to see if yes. it's still um still actually on there because we definitely need to make sure that we can actually view this because as you know, listeners, TLC constantly scrubs these shows from from uh their channel. Ooh, we so, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. They do it a lot. Um, my teen is pregnant and so am I. I think... It's on Discovery it's... Plus. Okay. And... Is it a series or just... Uh, it It is a series. It looks like there's... I think there's just one... There's just one season. Okay, we can do that. Seven episodes. Like... Seven episodes. Great. All right, then, Kate. We'll hit that then. My teen is pregnant... And so am I. And obviously I will be fast forwarding through any of the birth scenes. Okay, let's go again. I know there was pregnancy, but we're not going to get a pregnancy one and we're not going to get a marriage one next. We're not. I agree. Okay? I agree. Three, two, one, spin. All right, really shame. Come on, give it. I'm going to look up again and then I'll look down once it's full because I get too anxious as I see it spinning. <laughs> I just get too anxious, too worked up. All right, they, the wheel of shame has picked something. Uh-huh! Whoop, whoop. Is it Alaskan? 
What is it? No, no. I would. Le- Are you serious? I would throw the microphone through the window <laughs> when it's when it's Alaskan <laughs> women looking for love. This is ninety day fiance the other way. Oh, yes. Good, good, good. Yes. Right, right now though, Kate, we have to look right now because there's so many episodes and seasons how we're going to handle this. Let's do this while we're here because this is, guys, as you know, we love our 90 Day Fiancé more than anything. The Other Way was a great addition to the franchise. I'm really happy about this because it was a great addition because to see the Americans all out of their element in these other countries Oh, it's, it was yes. really great. And it's it interesting. Really great. It's interesting. You get to see, you get to see all these shots of different locales. It's like, yeah, you're not just, you're not just in fucking Michigan. Exactly. Exactly. I'm, I can't even, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I've watched it all obviously. And I'm sure Kate has as well watched it all, but what we'll do is we do a little refresh. So we just have to figure out which ones we're going to refresh and, and cover. So there's um, three seasons of this. There's three. Who remind me of some of them? I know all the characters. Summit, of course, yeah. They, that was a good one. Um, that was a really Cor- good one. Corey and Evelyn, Karini oh. and Paul. <gasps> yeah, Shit, these are these are the big boys of TLC. These are the big boys. Yep. Um, how do you want to handle this, Kate? Okay, so three seasons, and there's. So many episodes per season. Shit, there is. <laughs> including just... the including the tell-alls, season one has 22 episodes. So we should... We have... Season what do you one. think? Yeah, season one. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good. Um, all right, guys. So you have four next week. We've got two. I'm happy with this, Kate. Very happy. Thank you, Will of Shame. Me too. We will give the Wheel of Shame our offerings, as we always do after the show, um, to ensure that we get a fruitful harvest of next week as well. Um, all right, 90 Day Fiancé, the other way, we're just going to do season one, guys. And then My Teen is Pregnant and So Am I. Those are our two shows that we're going to do next week. So get on them. And when we get, I mean, Jenny, oh God, I remember just meeting Jenny. And then meeting some, yeah, yeah, there's a lot. There's, it's going to be lovely to revisit our old friends because they are friends to me. I know them all so well. I think about them a lot. (laughs) Think about them a lot. Guys, so you know what you have to do. 90 Fiancé the other way and my teen is pregnant and so am I. Okay, before we go, plug, 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 Instagram, TikTok, tender love and care pod. Instagram and TikTok, Tender Loving Care Pod. Twitter is TLC Potty. Our email address, tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. Tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. Um, plugging personal stuff as we always do. We've already plugged our Patreon at the beginning because, you know, we've got to grab those listeners when they're on us, Kate. Because yep. once they get bored halfway through our episode, <laughs> me, me raging or whatever, you know. Um, so we've already talked about our Patreon. You know where to find us on that new episode every Monday. Um, I'm also going to go ahead and plug my Etsy very quickly. My Instagram is a Brit in the sun, B-R-I-T in the sun. It all starts off with my love of Bravo and all things housewives. As you know, BravoCon is coming up in November. It is the mecca for all Bravo fan so if even if if, whatever you're watching on bravo head over to my store because they have a lot of bravo merch um hats bags all the essential stuff you need to get into bravo con and show people that you are a true 
Bravo fan. Yes. As well as that, I have a lot of um, pop culture items as well of different reality shows and fun stuff for Halloween. So go and check it out. Kate, I believe you have an Etsy store too. I do. It's called Kate Marie Art Co, guys. And um, it's similar. I mean, pop culture is my passion. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's it's things like that. I, I have some... Uh, 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 the alphabet man lgbtqia <laughs> plus merch and uh-huh. just just you know show your pride so go to kate marie art co that's my instagram and tiktok and the name of the store on etsy thank you perfect all right guys thank you so much for listening to us you have your two shows for next week have a fantabulous week and if you feel like joining our patreon five bucks a month guys and you get to hear us talk more shit about more shows have a fabulous week and um tell someone check out the show notes as well loads of links in there for everything and we will see you next week bye 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 everyone Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.